0: please be seated it's been a morning the uh, Scripture this morning that uh, Christy read brings to us not only prophecy but promises. And those promises cause us to be in a position where we find ourselves in need of preparation. In Isaiah chapter 11, the prophet speaks about the coming Messiah. He says, A shoot shall come out from the stump of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight shall be in the fear of the Lord. See, Isaiah begins his prophetic word with a description of Jesus who will come out of the house of David. Who will come out of the lineage of Jesse. Who will have as his attributes, his qualities, wisdom understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and a reverence for God the Father. This is the Jesus Christ of the first advent for whom we are making all of these seasonal preparations. This is the Messiah Jesus for whom we are setting up our Christmas and our Chrismon trees, hanging our wreaths Lighting our advent candles, singing Christmas carols. This is the baby Jesus from whom we are gearing up, for whom we are gearing up to celebrate with holiday parties and Christmas angel parties and family get-togethers and presents. This is the Jesus of the first advent. But see, Isaiah's prophecy may start with that Jesus. But he goes on to talk about the Jesus of the second advent. His prophetic word changes its focus. Isaiah shifts his focus from the baby in the manger, from the Jesus of the first advent to the Jesus Christ of the second advent. The Christ who will come again to rule and to judge. Listen to his words. He says, That doesn't sound like a baby in a manger, does it? That's not the Christmas message that we usually want to hear around this time of year. It's much more fun to talk about the baby Jesus, about that first Advent. But as you remember from last week, the purpose of the first Advent is to prepare the way for the second. Isaiah is saying that, Jesus won't judge by appearances. He won't decide on the basis of hearsay. He'll judge the needy by what's right. He'll render decisions on on all of the poor of the earth with justice, perfect justice, holy justice, not man-made justice. His words will bring everyone to attention. A mere breath from his lips will topple the wicked. Every morning he'll pull on sturdy work clothes and work boots and he will build righteousness and faithfulness in the land. That's not the baby Jesus, that's King Jesus. The prophet then gives us a glimpse of the coming reign of Christ as king. It's it's a kingdom of peace and unity. It's not at all what we see today. It's not like all the chaos and disorder and hostility we see in our world following the first advent. No, the, the kingdom of the second advent is markedly different. He says the wolf shall live with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the kid, the calf and the lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young shall lie down together, the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play over the hole of the asp, and the weaned child shall put its hand on the adder's den. And they will not hurt or destroy on all my holy mountain. For the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. See, Isaiah paints this picture where natural enemies are no longer natural enemies. See, this this picture is of the natural tendencies of people more than it is of animals. The animals are an example, but he's talking about our relationship one to another. In the natural world, some people are predatory. They prey on those who are weaker. But after the second advent, those natural human tendencies will pass away and humankind will be a new creation, restored to the former glory of humanity, of of the image and likeness of God. The original humans, just as God placed them in the garden. And we see from Isaiah that the first advent of Christ is linked to the second advent. We can't separate the two events. We can't talk about Christmas without talking about the second coming. The first makes ready for the second. It's all part of one plan. And it's all plan A. There's no plan B. This is it. The prophecy is tied to the promises. The prophecy of Isaiah is tied to the promises of God. The promises of God to his people that he would provide a way back to the garden. See, God's been in motion to reconcile us back to Him since before the fall. Since before the fall. Since before Adam and Eve ate the apple. Since before recorded time. That's that's a little hard for us as mere mortals to understand, isn't it? It's hard for us to grasp except when we realize that we're not mere mortals. We're not mere mortals at all. We were designed, we were created to be in eternal communion with God the Father. That changes the picture a bit, doesn't it? In the natural, we see we tend to see these things on this linear timetable, days, weeks, months, years. We're born, we grow old, we die. That's what we see from our perspective. But see, God sees everything all at once, past, present and future. From God's perspective, it's all happening right now. So he knows the fall of the garden, the fall from the garden will occur, did occur, is occurring. It's all the same to God. So God has this solution to our problem, the promise of the advent, the first advent The Christmas story that doesn't talk about mangers or inns full to capacity or angels or bright guiding stars suspended over little sleepy towns called Bethlehem. No, the first advent, which began long, long ago with respect to this human timeline that we're on. The story that starts like this in the beginning was the word and the word was God. The glory as of a Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. That's the Christmas story. The Word to which John refers in that passage is in fact Jesus. Jesus is the Word. In the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, God communicated His Word to His people through the prophets like Isaiah. But in the New Testament, the New Covenant, God communicated His Word by becoming the living embodiment of His Word. And so if we place the name of Jesus into that Scripture from John, it sounds a little different, but it makes sense, perfect sense. In the beginning was Jesus. And Jesus was with God, and Jesus was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Jesus. And without Jesus, not one thing came into being. What has come into being in Jesus was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it, and Jesus became flesh. And lived among us. And we have seen Jesus' glory. The glory as of a father's only son. Full of grace and truth. The prophecy becomes the promise. The prophecy becomes the promise. The promise of hope. The promise of love. The promise of peace. The promise of joy just like on the Advent wreath. And here's the thing, because the first Advent has occurred, because the first part of Isaiah's prophecy has come to pass in the coming of the Christ child, we have every reason to trust that the second half of Isaiah's prophecy will also come to pass. It's only logical. Our Gospel lesson from Matthew this morning talked about John the Baptist who said, I baptize you with water for repentance, but one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor and will gather his wheat into the granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And therein lies the reason for our preparation. The good wheat he'll gather into his granary. But the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. And I don't know about you, but I have a natural aversion to burning in unquenchable fire. I want to be gathered like the good wheat. Not only that, but I want Angela, my wife, who I love dearly, and my children, and my mom, and my sister, and my brother, and all of those that I love and care about. I want my countryside family. I want all of these people to be gathered into the granary like the good wheat I don't want that any of them should perish in unquenchable fire do you know what unquenchable fire is it means though it burns it never ever consumes what it's burning to the point to where the fire goes out it just burns for eternity I don't want that for anyone that I care about. I don't want that for anyone I don't care about. I want to be ready. I want to be prepared and I want to be ready so I can help other people be ready. And as ministers of the faith, that's what we're called to do. The second advent is coming more surely than the sun will rise tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's a certainty. It's it's going to take many by surprise, but it is going to happen. And you don't want to be one of those who are not ready. See, the prophecy becomes the promise. And the promise is true. The truth of the promise requires that we be prepared. It's really very simple. And so, the question that we have to ask ourselves as we prepare for the coming celebration of the first advent are you ready? Am I ready for the second advent, for the second coming? Now, make no mistake, it's a message of joy that I'm preaching. Because if you're ready, life eternal with Jesus is immeasurable joy. But we do the world a disservice if we sit here in our safe sanctuary and we don't go out and tell people about that immeasurable joy so that they have an opportunity to be like the good wheat gathered into Jesus' Granary instead of cast into the unquenchable fire. So the message of Christmas, while we love the Christmas tree and the Christmon tree, while we love giving the presents to our little Christmas angels, and we do so love to do that, we have to share with them Jesus in the process what good is a toy if you don't have Jesus in your heart but those toys are an instrument a valuable instrument to show the love of Jesus to them and so we take that opportunity and thanks to Charles and his efforts and so many others that have contributed to that effort we'll have an opportunity to invite them in to the celebration of the nativity. They'll get to be the animals and the angels and all the characters in that scene that we have built out front. And so along with Santa and the presence, they'll be Jesus. as i said it's been a morning and so it's it's kind of with mixed emotion that i stand here in front of you and and try to preach a message of urgency but of joy at the same time and it's hard sometimes when when you just don't feel worthy of the message but for the saving grace of the holy spirit who is speaking to you now through my humble words share the second advent with someone this week in the midst of all of it midst of all the holiday preparations share the second advent make christmas mean something to them that maybe they haven't ever experienced before. And then their celebration will have so much more meaning. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.